0: From the political science department at UW-Madison, I'm Emily Tomlin. And I'm Michael Makowski. I'm not trying to turn students into political scientists. I'm trying to turn them into intelligent people.
1: And this meant that I could both join an extraordinary political science department filled with exceptional scholars.
0: One of the most gratifying things is to have students come up at the end of a class and say, "Yeah, I used to think politics was boring. This, this, this. this is 1050 Bascom. This fall, 1050 Bascom is going to sound a little different. Josh Mesner, the previous host, has found different opportunities that led him away from Madison. Check back later this month for a podcast with Josh discussing his advice to undergraduates, his personal career goals, and what took him to Washington, D.C. Today on the podcast, we're happy to have Bola Olanian, Program Director for the University of Wisconsin in Washington program. Uh, Bola is based in D.C., and is there on the ground with 25 students who participate in the Wisconsin-Washington program every semester and actually in the summer as well. She also teaches a public policy course and the internship and professional development classes that are part, o- are part of that program. Students regularly come back from the Wisconsin-Washington program and tell us that BOLA is a crucial part of what makes the experience so successful. She is instrumental in helping them find amazing professional development and internship experiences in D.C. before they start the program. She's key to making sure students make the most of those opportunities when they are there as well. Bola herself is actually a UW-Madison graduate. She has a Bachelor's of Arts in French and English and a Master's in Educational Leadership and Policy Analysis. We'll talk to Bola about the Wisconsin-Washington program and working with students in her role as that program director. Many of our listeners are affiliated with the Policy department somehow or have at least heard of the Wisconsin Washington program. Can you maybe give us a a rundown of what that program is for someone who hasn't heard of it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the Wisconsin Washington program is an academic internship program where students come out in fall, spring, or summer. They intern, they take classes, And what we hope to do in the classes is really draw on their personal experiences at work and kind of draw those out and expand upon them in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just, you know, another lecture at UW-Madison because we're in D.C., we're where news happens. What did you learn in, like, your internship event that you went to? What do you want to talk about in class? How can we take current news and talk about that and break that down as to, like, the atmosphere, political atmosphere or policy atmosphere at the moment? And so even though there's policy and political aspects of it, we have students that might be interning at a think tank, international think tank, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things where they can still find where things still affect them. And so even if they're a history major, they're interning at maybe like the archives, they can still say, well, maybe our federal funding might be you know, touched by this, so we need to pay attention. And so I think the students that feel, oh, I'm not a political science or international studies major, they still show up and find that they can still draw parallels to what we're talking about and see where it impacts them in different ways. So the program tries to show students that part, but then also expose them to DC in more than just a political way. So we have former badgers that are are consultants. They um, work at the state department, they come talk to the students and say, I was actually an English major and I ended up at the State Department. This is how, this is what happened. And students really get to see that there's no one correct path, there's no linear path, um, and then people along the way really do want to help them. And so that's really kind of what the students get a, go away with is yeah. all the people that, we, that interact with the program really want to help them, um, and that's the most important part. It doesn't matter what you're interested in. Sure.
0: And so what do you see as... A, an experience or a goal that you have for students going through this program that come out of the program, what do you hope they take away from it?
1: I I hope, one, that they see that DC is much more than what people might say on the news, uh, but also that the Badger network is so strong in DC that mm. it's it's kind of, it, it's funny, some crazy things happen where I had a student, my first spring, spring 2017, he was in an Uber pool with somebody <laughs> who was like, you have a Wisconsin shirt on. I went to UW-Madison. Oh, cool. And they started talking. And he's like, are you in Bola's program? <laughs> and the student was like, what? He's like, I'm coming to talk to your class in two weeks. You know, and oh, so awesome. stuff like that actually does happen and their minds are blown. And that's what I love about DC and the Badger community and how we can use both mm-hmm. for good and for students to see. And I think at the end of the semester, that's the biggest thing I want them to see is like, Wow, like UW and Madison graduates really love giving back, and D.C. is more than just politics and lobbying and consulting. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> And how long has the program been going? You said you stepped in 2017.
1: Yes. So the history of the program, the political science had their summer program for 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. in, in the international division had a fall semester in international Affairs for the same amount of time, and so they combined for a year-long program, and so the year-long program started in spring 2017 and has been going every semester and summer since then.
0: Very cool. So you talked a little bit about how you don't necessarily need a student that has focus in poli-sci or international relations. Mm -hmm. What do you think, or what kind of student do you think can benefit most from this type of program?
1: Absolutely, any student that's thinking about their career ahead of time, which I know can be sometimes a little bit scary, yeah, yeah. but thinking like, I really love my major, but I don't know where it applies. Mm-hmm. Luckily on campus, we have so many resources that will help students think through that. And then taking it one step further to put it into practice, I think is where the program really fits in well. Mm-hmm. So if a student goes to SuccessWorks and says, I think I really want to in- intern on the Hill. Yeah here's an opportunity to do so, go figure it out, spend 16 weeks in DC, really digest that whole experience and then you come back and reevaluate all of that and say, Pretty actually, cool. that I love that or maybe I, I found out a policy topic I'm more interested in and I wanna work in advocacy or this, this and this. And so I think that's really where students can benefit from that too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Whether you come out of something positive or realize that you don't wanna do this, exactly. you've still learned something. Exactly. Can I jump
1: in Cause I'm just yeah. curious, I don't know. What, what would you say to the student who has to make the decision study abroad in DC? Like that? Yeah, actually, so it's really interesting because this is what study abroad talks about a lot, mm-hmm. and some people have asked this question. I've actually found that we get a lot of students that are studying abroad before they come out to DC. Or students that come to D.C. and realize, oh, I can bolster my resume a little bit more and tack on and study abroad after Mm -hmm. and have this really well-rounded kind of resume to present in the future. So I actually say, like, you can choose. I mean, obviously, resources. You can think through that. If you're really career focused and I'm, I'm about to graduate, I want to find a job. Mm-hmm. D.C. is great because we're going to put you in front of people that are hiring and have hired. Yeah, yeah. If you're a junior that still has a year left, you can still kind of finagle it so that you can do both or just really say, OK, am I interne- interested in international specifically? Do that in D.C. and then maybe realize, OK, then I found uh, an international organization I actually want to work for abroad. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of fits in. We're kind of work in tandem, honestly, yeah, which yeah. is really cool to see.
0: So the program takes juniors and seniors. Yes. What do you say to maybe freshmen or sophomores that are thinking about doing the program? What can they do to have a better chance of getting into the program?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like what I was saying about resources on campus, just talking to people about their thought processes, getting in front of SuccessWorks, going to some of their events that they do that are, you know, their major at work, Um, and seeing what that's like, find a job on campus, whatever job it is, we want to see that you have some kind of work experience. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be some political internship or policy internship. It could be a research with a professor. So get some kind of work experience, really think about like what you like about the work that you're doing. What do you like about your major? And if you're able to express that to us, that's really what we're looking for because then we can find places to suggest for internships and get you in front of the right people who work in those fields. So the more articulate you can get about what you like to do, what you're interested in, the easier it is for us to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so pulling that out of students that aren't quite there yet is a little bit tougher, but they all get there eventually. Uh, But if you're thinking ahead, that's a great
0: way to go. How many applicants do you get and how many do you actually take?
1: it varies from year to year uh usually during our semester programs you get about 40 applicants Um, and so our max ish right now for the semesters are 25 Mm -hmm. Uh, and then in summer is obviously very popular so this past summer we had about 67 applicants down to 30. okay so we have a way of and we're pretty like very clear about this to a lot of students we we give pre- preference to those that are about to graduate, mm-hmm. um, who would definitely benefit more immediately. Sure. And then obviously skills and placement in summer because it's just way more competitive in summer. And so that's kind of how we whittle it down and try to make the cohort as best as it can be. But we never say, never come back. You know, We always want right. a student to be able to experience it. So if we thought they were really good, but just think they need a little bit more, like spend the summer working somewhere, apply for fall or spring if you have the time and please try again and we'd Mm -hmm. love to have you then. Mm -hmm. And so that happens quite a bit too.
0: So say I'm a student that got accepted to the program. Can you give us an idea of maybe the range of internships or participation, various programs that I'll get to experience while I'm in D.C.?
1: Yeah, so let's see. There's a lot going on. So the first thing, I match all of the students with an alumni mentor Mm -hmm. in DC. And these are alumni that totally just want to volunteer their time and talk to a current student about DC specifically, the kinds of jobs they're interested in, um, just connecting them to other people that they know. So they get an alumni mentor that they meet twice a semester, which is required. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do a program reception every semester, including summer. So Near the end of the semester, they'll they'll at least have a built-in like thank you to their internship hosts, uh, their alumni mentors, and then all of our guest speakers and people that hosted us for site visits. So those are pretty well baked in. And throughout, I kind of throw in things like a tour at the Library of Congress mm-hmm. or a tour at the Pentagon. I'll, we'll bring in people that work at uh, CSIS, the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Mm-hmm. Or this semester we had a program at Brookings called Fiscalship where The students could play their game about balancing the budget and making sure that the uh, national deficit doesn't get too crazy, too far out of hand in 20 years, and they could play around with different um, priorities and all that stuff. And so we went with Ohio State and Boston, Georgia, DC programs and did this together. So there's stuff like that that happens, and then. I've inserted this kind of service component so students can see D.C. in the different lights. Cool. Um, and so we volunteered at D.C. Central Kitchen, oh, okay. uh, which is under the biggest homeless shelter on the East Coast, actually. Okay. And they're actually like a catering service and professional development for people who go through their program. So showing students that D.C. has more than just, you know, come intern. There are people that Very actually cool. do live here. It is transient, <laughs> yeah. but there is a population. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that, and then DC Badgers are awesome. We plan professional development events, we plan, we just started this lifelong learning series and we had an alum, Manu Raju, the CNN uh, Senior Congressional mm-hmm. Correspondent. So I helped plan that so the students got a discount cool. rate for that. So I try to make sure that they nice. can get into the fun That's things cool. that is happening in DC just by being there. You know, most cities don't really get that
0: opportunity. What would you say your balance is between guiding students and letting them kind of sink or swim while they're there.
1: Yeah. So it really comes down to how much they're willing to share with me. I always encourage them to be as open as possible so I can, you know, if they want advice, I can give it. Uh, And so part of my professional development class is the giving advice, but then saying like, how would you process that as yourself? Is this something you would do or not? So if we're talking about the dreaded networking and air quotes, you know, are you better with a friend doing it? Are mm-hmm. you so outgoing that you can walk into any room and talk to anybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you someone that wants to get there early because you know you want people to come to you? Okay. So having them look at how all the things apply to them differently because obviously we can say whatever we want about this is the right way to do it, but sure. everyone does it differently, yeah. and they see that at work, you know. So we can't say like this is only the this is the only way to do it, and so. If they're sharing this, we have a triage like time where okay. we go around every week and everyone gives us an update about what's going on at work. And so students really about halfway through start sharing about if there are any issues with, you know, other interns or maybe even some supervisors or just the load of the work and everyone starts giving each other some advice. Mm-hmm. And so when other people see that, they start sharing too. Sure. Okay. Uh, and so it, then they, they determine whether or not yeah. they want to sink. But I, I do <laughs> I do remind them that it can get overwhelming. So yeah. taking that time to enjoy the city, look up, you know, you're a hop, skip and a jump away from the National Mall, take yeah. a walk, yeah. look around at the Smithsonian's because you can't put the energy that you want to into the program. You're not going to get out yeah. what you really want. So just always reminding them about that, like monthly or regularly. So that they really don't overdo it mm-hmm. or like underdo it, really. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we talked a little bit about these internships and experiences mm-hmm. they have. The students are going to school, right? Yeah. Are they? Do they have classes? Or yeah, how many hours a week are they in class? What? How does that balance?
1: Absolutely. So this program is unique. It is twelve credits, so it's a full load. They're all on. They're on, They are all residents in residence credits. So, uh, seniors can graduate while they're in DC. Okay. So, luckily, that's happening. So, these 12 credits are broken down into three classes. There are two core classes during the semesters, and Mm then a choice of one elective uh, in the semesters. And so, our electives are broken down between domestic focused and international Mm -hmm. focused. Uh, Our international Class, focus class, is current issues in foreign policy, and it's taught by a former ambassador. Mm. Uh, His name is Ambassador Donald Fanti. so that's a great class for students to really be exposed to the higher level people that he's interacted with Mm -hmm. in his career. He brings them in, they talk about things, and then they look at current foreign policy issues and see how that falls into just kind of the theory that they've been exposed to. So that's great. And then our more domestic focus class kind of rotates uh, between fall and spring, where the fall class has normally been taught by uh, Ed Cohen. He is an alum Mm, and on the Board of Visitors for political science. So that's really awesome. He's a senior vice president at Honda, congressional relations. And then um, the spring elective is usually taught by, so far, um, (laughs) Sam Cornell, he is also an alum. And he is, like, number two at the DNC. And so he teaches a class Mm -hmm. on presidential elections and campaigns, super connected. He brings in all types of people. The Students' minds are always blown and love it every semester. And so both of those classes plus the – so those two elective classes, they choose of one. Unfortunately, they can't take both. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mm -hmm. with me, they take a policy course and an internship course. And all of those classes are once a week. Since they're for for four credits, they are about two to three hours long. Mm -hmm. Um, And then our core classes are usually on one day. And then the elective classes in the evening. And so students really have to get used to, you know, going from work to class at night. And then the next day having a full day of classes and then going back to work the next day. And it takes a few weeks to get used to that. Uh,
0: But they do a really good job. They're good troopers. Yeah. So can you give us kind of a day in the life of... of what a student might expect while they're there.
1: Right. Yeah. So I'll I'll give you a week basically, that's the easiest way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So students will have whatever schedule that they decided on with their organization. And in D C usually places are open from nine to six just because of timing and, you know, coasts and all that stuff. And so students do usually work eight hours. They have about half hour to an hour lunch which I encourage them to use to get up from their desk and walk around mm-hmm, because, yeah. yeah, fluorescent lights aren't always fun for eight hours. Uh, and then so Monday would be work. Maybe they found an event to go to that evening or during lunch, so they'll do that. Tuesday they go to work full day, and then in the evening they go to one of their elective classes until about 9, 9.30. And then Wednesdays are, are class days now, and so they come to class at 9 a.m. for the policy class. That's mm-hmm. about three hours long. We have a lunch hour and then we do we tackle that professional development class in the afternoon, which is also about two to three hours. Yeah. Um, and so Wednesdays are long days, but they're a nice break in the week from work. Sure. Um, has has them think about their weekend, and what they have to do for the rest of the week? And then Thursday and Friday, they work. A lot of events happen on Thursday evening. So yeah. there's a lot of events So they can go to policy events, you know, receptions, all that stuff. All the embassies are doing cool things. And then um, all the think tanks are also putting on events and, you know, there's no dirt. There's a wealth of things to go go to. And then the weekend they usually use for all of their homework that they have to do. Um, But we really keep in mind that obviously they're interning a lot, so a lot of their work is based on what they're learning at their internship. So we let them pick the topics that they're interested in and all of that to make that a little bit easier transition. Yeah, it
0: sounds like their internship and their courses kind of bounce off each other. Yes. Way. So one of our peer mentors actually, Connor Duffy, yes. said that, you know, the program was terrific and it's a huge part yes. of of his experience at UW and you know he keeps coming back to the word of network, network, network. Yes. Um, can you talk about maybe some of those networking opportunities, like field trips that students take, <coughs> and that aspect of the program?
1: Yeah. So this semester I did something different than the other semesters, where in the first week of the spring or first couple weeks of the spring, the semester we did a speed networking event with mm-hmm. alumni, so that the students could really have a friendly face to like practice their you know elevator speech sure. or able to answer the question, like, why are you in DC right now? Yeah. What are you learning? What do you want from this experience? And so that went really well and kind of gave a really nice intro, like shallow pool um, okay. to this networking yeah. experience. Because part of my assignments for the semester is that they have to meet 10 contacts and three of them, only three of them can be from their work. So I'm expecting them to get out and talk to people. Uh, based in their event memos, event policy memos, they have to meet a person and tell me who they met and ask them why they were there. Okay. So then it kind of bakes that in as well. Uh, and then with the DC Badgers, there's lots of events, they'll have happy hours, they'll have the pro- professional development events. Uh, and so I encourage them to go to those and meet people. Sure. Um, and then they can always follow up with anyone that comes and talks to the class and that's where a lot of them start getting into it, like, oh, I liked this person, but I didn't get one-on-one time. I'm Hmm. going to follow up with an email and meet with them after that. So there's all kinds of things that kind of like add up. And so they are very easily at 10 plus um, at the end of the semester in terms of contacts and meeting people that way. And I just share all the things that people let me know about that's going on. So if I know I have a few comms majors, I'm going to share the events that have to do with comms professionals and say find Mm -hmm. a professional network in dc go to an event and talk to some people here's a badger that will be there Uh, and so just trying to encourage them but also bake it into our assignments so that they kind of understand how to do it on their own as well if they find something really cool.
0: Sure. I would imagine most of the students that are going are pretty outgoing, but I'm sure there's also a couple students that need a little bit of help yes. networking. How do you or what encouragement do you give those students?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have them focus on the topic that they really like. okay, And then I really do try to find people to connect them with one-on-one because that would normally be slightly easier, and I'll do an email intro and say, the student would really love to talk to you about these things, uh, and then let them take it from there. Mm-hmm. If they exhibit uh, issues just in terms of their professional interviews that they have to do, okay. I try to brainstorm with them. Okay, think about, they can do one at their work. So are there any other departments that you're interested in mm-hmm. at where you work, because there's so many. You know, If they're at and Vaccine Institute, even though they're on the Hill, is somewhere on, on a committee that you would like to talk right. to. So thinking that and then using their internship supervisors also as their advocates and saying, I really love to talk to this person. How do you think I can approach okay. them? Okay. And so really kind of coaching them through how to ask for mm-hmm. this stuff um, and then supporting them in that. And if they obviously run into any issues they could ask me to kind of step in there.
0: What is your placement rate for job acceptance at the end of the program?
1: So that's kind of hard. I'm working on figuring out how to track that better, but just the trends in terms of cohorts that have come back to DC or stayed. I know the biggest jump I saw was fall of 2017. Mm -hmm. I had about 22, 23 students. And seven immediately stayed in D.C., graduated, stayed, found either continuing their internships or found jobs to work at. And since then, the fall 2017 cohort has about 10 students from that cohort that live in D.C. Mm. And so now that their friends are graduating or coming back from what they've been doing in the meantime, they have a group of people to network with in Very DC cool. that were, were in this experience with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring 2018 last year is about the same, about 10 of them, about half of them nice. are back in DC or trying to get back to DC. Sure. Um, so that's really encouraging to see, uh, especially now that they know it's possible, then they're more likely to try it versus you know being on their own and saying, oh, DC's so far away, I don't know what it's like, I don't mm-hmm. even know if I like living there. Um, having that experience and then coming back and saying, I really do like this place. Oh, my friend stayed out there, has a job. Maybe I have a couch to crash on for an interview. And so I don't have specific placement rates, but I'm seeing a really good trend. um, And it's really encouraging to see.
0: What sorts of trends have you seen of the reasons why students want to go into this program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I see about half of our students every semester want to go to law school, okay. and so they want to be exposed to anybody I know that's a lawyer, practicing law, has a JD, all that stuff. I also see students saying, I do want to go to grad school, but I don't know if it's law school, or going for public policy, or public affairs, or taking a year and working somewhere. Uh, And so students really take the time during the semester to get in front of the people that could try to help them answer that. Um, And then the students that are are really set on it, they use it as a jumping off point Mm -hmm. to make connections further on and say, okay, I'm a junior now, it's the fall semester or spring semester every year. But hopefully I can get an internship or a job at a law firm somewhere in the meantime so I can really understand mm-hmm. what it's like. Mm-hmm. And students do that as well. I've had students go abroad and work for like international companies and come back and say, I want to do my master's in international affairs focusing on this side of the world. And so students are definitely using it as a very clear jumping off point to make connections further down the line. And I definitely see that come back in their benefit a lot.
0: Yeah, great. So uh, just kind of some final nitpicky questions, I guess. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of our student workers, Emily Tomlin, is looking to do this program. And she asked us to kind of ask some fun questions, we'll (laughs) say. Um, One of which is, what are some pros and cons of studying in the fall or spring versus the summer?
1: Yeah, so our summer program is eight weeks. It is very intense. Oh, wow, yeah. D.C. in general, like, inflates, like, double because of interns yeah. in the summer. And so wow. our summer cohort has to be really on top of their stuff, uh, their game, uh, the spring before they come out. And it's it can be that students don't hear back until they're literally on the ground in D.C. Jeez. in summer. Um, ready to start that week. And I tell them that they can't freak out until then because that's just how life goes. People are working, people are trying to travel, people have families, they have sons and daughters graduating, all that stuff. So hiring interns sometimes falls by the wayside, it comes up late. So summer is very compact. Um, The eight weeks goes way quicker than any of the students really realize. And uh, I say that most places take about a month to get used to students mm-hmm. and so by the time you get there you only have four weeks left to yeah. really like yeah. show what you've got uh-huh. because they've trust you now uh, I think students make a really the summer students we've had do that really well but also very much acknowledge that it is a very rushed way to do that and some of their offices take on more interns and so they might not get as much one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. But then again, D.C. in summer, it's beautiful. It's obviously very hot and humid. Yeah. There's every kind of festival imaginable happening all around you. Everything is going on in summer, and it's really fun, really whirlwind. And so you'll get a lot of D.C. culture, but then you also have to really focus on your internship and the class, yeah, making yeah. sure you don't get too sucked into one or the other. Sure, sure. Uh, and you intern full-time, which is much different from knowing that you have a break in uh-huh. the middle of the week for class. And so you feel more like a a grad student that's working full time and taking classes at night (laughs) um, and then still trying to enjoy a city that you're new to, but also have assignments to do. Uh, And so summer is like that. It's a nice little package. It's really fun. But then fall and spring, I like to promote a little bit more just because you give people more time to get to know you. After four weeks of knowing a student, you still have, you know, three more months left to really prove yourself and produce real work, add stuff to your resume, have a really great writing sample. And so I feel like the students that stay for the semester really get to make a couple stumbles, you know, oh, I didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I found out that I didn't like this, but they're going to let me do this. So there's more time to play with the kinds of things that they do versus the summer, which is pretty compact. Uh, Fall and spring, also, you just get more exposed to your mentor. You Mm -hmm. get more exposed to the DC Badgers that are around. They'll take students under their wings that aren't their uh, mentee and invite them to their birthday parties. Mm, You know, take them out to, you know, like a cool restaurant. And so you just kind of get to easily build a relationship versus like feeling that it's a little bit rushed. Um, And then we just get more time to just enjoy the different seasons Mm (laughs) in DC, so we're about to get the cherry blossoms in a couple weeks, so students get to see the Cherry Blossom Festival. Um, Just like I said earlier, there was a third Women's March this spring, Oh, elections, all that stuff, depending on what year it is. Uh, So that makes DC also interesting Mm -hmm. and, you know, driving, renting a car and driving to Shenandoah and seeing all the colors in fall Mm -hmm. is beautiful. Um, you know, so I think it just gives you a little bit more time to settle, understand the city. Those are the students that really understand that they love DC and living there. Um, versus summer where it's like, okay, yeah, we got in, we did the internship. It went well. Okay, what next? I have to go back to school okay. and think about it later. We yep. have a lot of time to process mm-hmm. in the semesters. Now
0: I know where all, everyone goes in, <laughs> in Madison. When this, when Madison's empty and campus is empty, I yeah. know that they're all in D.C. Exactly. <laughs> what is your favorite time to be in D.C.?
1: I would say... For like your
0: own personal reasons. Right.
1: No, I, I like the that our spring actually seems to start on March 20th. Okay. And, and so spring through fall is just gorgeous. I probably don't really love July because 80s and humid and trying to ride a metro and then it's hot outside Um, and then air conditioning is blasting inside. It's like you can get sick from that. (laughs) But definitely spring and fall are beautiful in D.C. And it's just it's just awesome. Other than cherry blossoms, there's also like the beautiful magnolia trees. And so everything just looks amazing and historical and bright and pretty. And
0: it's hard to not
1: be in love with it. Yeah.
0: Um, you talked a little bit about living as in the students live near uh, the mall. Yes. What is the living situation like? Are they in dorms? Are they in apartments? Do they have roommates? Yes. What's that?
1: So it's all of the above. Okay. So they're in dorm style apartments. Okay, on across. the hill. So basically what they'll see is their normal dorm furniture, mm-hmm. but in uh, kind of like one room for beds, a living room, a tiny kitchen. Um, and closet, and so they are kind of in a dorm and kind of in an apartment. Mm -hmm. They are in doubles and quads, just based on numbers, Mm -hmm. and the building is full of other interns in the area, whether they're on a program like ours Mm -hmm. or they're on their own and placed with somebody. And so um, there's a few schools that also occupy the the building and they tend to meet each other. some of the sponsored events.
0: Any places, restaurants, museums that you specifically note for students?
1: Yeah, so the closest to their living situation is Union Pub, and they'll probably be the place that will have like a testimony on during the day and you can go okay. watch it you know all the nerds like to descend there and it's a good time and you really can get into oh, what's
0: awesome. happening really like literally steps away is the game on no no the testimony is <laughs> <No, exactly>. on exactly
1: <laughs> So they all have specials based on different things that are going on in the Capitol building. And it's always packed. They have a really cool patio. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, some of the senators and representatives live in that neighborhood. So sometimes you'll see Bernie Sanders walk by (laughs) or Tammy Baldwin. You know, I've had my students kind of accost her a couple times (laughs) in the corner market because she stays on the Hill um, while she's there. So that's cool. There's obviously a badger bar and Packer Bar called Hamilton's. Mm. And that's not too far from the students as well. There's cheese curds. They'll show every badger game ever and Packer Game. And so that's also fun and fall. Very cool. Um, and now for basketball and so students have like a nice spot to go to and D C badgers hosts like watch parties there. So Alright, yeah. So yeah.
0: I right, yeah, so just like to say thanks for given us the lowdown on Wisconsin and Washington and definitely helped me understand a little bit more for when I have students come into my office and ask what it's all about. And it sounds like it's an amazing opportunity.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been fun.